Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Kuru Podcast. The return of the SFS is on tonight. Roosters v South is going to be an absolute cracker. I will be out there. If you see me out there, come and say hello. Come and have a beer. Let's have a yarn about the footy. Make sure you come say hi if you see me out there. Uh, really looking forward to it. And the SFS, as I've said on a number of podcasts throughout the years, uh, my my old man, he became a member the day it opened, 1988. So we've still got our membership there and I grew up going to a game at the SFS just about every single weekend. And I'll tell you what, it really has left a hole in me the last few years when it hasn't been there. As you guys know, never really a fan of a particular team. Uh, but when I was growing up, obviously saw a lot of the Roosters and Brad Fittler there, saw a lot of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, saw a lot of um, finals footy there as well. So uh, a place that I have just unbelievable memories of. And uh, I was pretty devastated when they knocked it down, to be honest with you, because I still thought uh, it was the best stadium in the country. There was not a bad seat at the the SFS, and if you've been there and you know where the members stand is, where we had our tickets, uh, fuck, just the best spot to watch rugby league, in my opinion. Cannot wait to see how it looks tonight. I'm hearing that it's even better than what it used to be, so my expectations are pretty high. I cannot wait for it. It sounds like uh, a slightly better Bank West, which I'll tell you what, I absolutely love Bank West. So fingers crossed uh, we get a better stadium than what we had before, and if we do, my God, Monday Miracle, because the old SFS, it was sensational. I've still got three or four seats from the old SFS when they were knocking it all down and throwing the seats away. I went over and I nicked a couple of them. Uh, so I've got a few of them sitting in the backyard, which I'm very, very happy to have a little piece of history. I'd love to one day turn them into uh, somewhere to have in the podcast studio. I think it'd be unreal to be able to have some seats from the SFS for guests to sit on and whatnot. That's a few years down the track though, but pretty special for me to have those. Very, very happy with that. Look, I put on Instagram earlier today, uh, t- talk to me about your favorite memories of the SFS and we go through some of those I've got a list of my own and then I'm just going to take you through some of the records that are held at the SFS something that's not spoken about all that often obviously a lot of them are dominated by Sydney Roosters players because they played the vast majority of their games there but 
a couple of legends to go through and talk about there. So we went through, I went through your favorite moments as suggested by you guys on my Instagram page earlier today. I'll just read you out some of those because a lot of them I have on mine as well. From Random Stats Guy. From the games I've been to, Dragons comeback versus Roosters on Anzac Day and the 31 all Roosters Warriors draws there for that 31 all draw. Unbelievable stuff. Worst games, the Foz Hand of God game v. the Cowboys in the seven tackle set fiasco and the Sharks Cowboys uh, quarterfinal. Yeah, tough one there. I know the random stats guys are big Cowboys fans or a couple of. It wasn't a great place for Cowboys for a very long time. Uh, Rugby League cap collector said a Nastus field goal against the Tigers. Love that one. Andrew John. Nicolia said the 97 grand final. That's in my list as well. It's probably my favorite moment there. Tommy Yeager, 2010 Roosters v Tigers. Probably a little bit more of a modern one there. Brayton Astor hitting the field goal. Sean Kenny Dow taking the intercept, going the length of the field. We'll never, ever forget that one. A lot of SKDs here. 2010 SKD in the corner from Wacky8181. From Mitch Shaw, SKD intercept. Um, Franga says Roosters South, 2018 prelim. Fuck, they had some good prelims over those couple of years. That 2018 one definitely stands out, though. Reynolds scoring on the bell from Cast Patrol. Take me now. I've seen it all. A couple of years before that, you had Boyd Cordner the year before that, or maybe it was the same year. Boyd Cordner bursts through a very young Boyd Cordner and has the balls to put it on the toe, and then Anthony Minicello cleans it up in the in-goals and bounces over into the Take Me Now. I've seen it all. What this? The rivalry between these two clubs is just unmatched. From Bradley... Seeing Sonny Bill in the flesh. What a specimen of a human being. Also watching Viduku throb for the Socceroos. Uh, apologies for the so- soccer rhetoric. Yeah, I haven't included any non-rugby league moments, to be honest with you, uh, just because I probably don't have the understanding of all those moments and everything. But seeing Sonny Bill in the flesh, I remember seeing him in 2004 when he came to Aussie Stadium for the first time and you just sort of sat there and went, oh my God, that's fucking scary. Um, obviously, before Allianz, it was called Aussie Stadium. That's where I sort of grew up with it. Uh, but I... I I'll always, no matter what it's called, I'll always refer to it as the SFS, the Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, from Cam McKenzie, one, watching the Sharks beat the Cowboys to make the grand final. Unreal moment. Uh, AJ Burcho, seven. 2002 Charity Shield and South versus Manly, week one of the 2014 finals. Yeah, South v Manly, 2014. They'd they'd lost to Manly, I believe, in a prelim final the year before. And I, I've got a good mate that's a, uh, that's a South fan, and he always tells me a story that... At the end of that Manly game, you know, they, they were sitting next to each other. They they, sh- they shook hands. Oh, well done. Unlucky. And the Manly guy looked at him and said, you know why you lost tonight? And he said, oh, here we go. Yeah, why? And he goes, because you don't have enough C-U-N-T in your team. And the next year, Sam Burgess went to a new fucking level, and he delivered exactly what they needed. Also, all of a sudden, Ben Tettel popped up, and he he was the guy that really added that to the South Sydney Rabbitohs team. All of a sudden, they were a team you didn't want to mess around with. The year before, they were a team you didn't want to play. The year after, they were a team you didn't want to fuck around with, and it took them all the way. Unreal little yarn there. Our last one is from Agvo. It says, 2009, Hayne, Chip and Chase. 2010, Roosters, Tigers. Yeah, I'll never forget that chip over the top by Hainsey. That was fucking incredible. What a moment to be there for. I've never... That's one of the loudest noises I've ever heard. But I'll take you through some of my moments that I wrote down, and then we'll get into the records at the SFS, which is really interesting. I think one of my favorite moments of all time that I was lucky enough to be there for was the 2006 Tri-Nations Grand Final. Australia, England, New Zealand. Uh, The Aussies were taking on the Kiwis in the Grand Final. They put up a really good fight. It went to extra time. And this was the year 
where if you cast your mind back, 2006, the Bris- uh, the Queensland Maroons had won at the State of Origin Series out of absolutely nowhere. Darren Lockyer takes the intercept to win that one. Fast forward three months later, and we've got the NRL Grand Final. The Brisbane Broncos taking on the Melbourne Storm. Who kicks the field goal in that game? Darren Lockyer. Sean Berrigan got MOM, but Lockyer was sensational that night. He was great throughout the whole final. So here's Locker. <laughs> Locker. Lockyer. He's got the winning play in State of Origin, the winning play <clears throat> in the Grand Final, the field goal to seal it. And then we get to the Tri-Nations, and it goes to extra time, and JT with his trademark windmill dummy down the right edge, breaks away from at about halfway. He's coming up to Brent Webb at fullback, draws, passes it inside, and who's there? Who's on the inside ready to score the match-winning play in the Tri-Nations? Same as he did in Origin, same as he did in the NRL Grand Final, the great Darren Lockyer, one of my favourite moments of all time. I was sitting up in members watching it, could see it all unfolding from up in the sky there and could see Lockie uh, trailing up on the inside and Thurston just absolutely nailed it. An unbelievable moment, one that I'm so, so happy I was there to see. A moment I'll never forget that one. I think our Tri-Nations, a little bit underrated as far as their importance and everything because kangaroos are so good, but the Kiwis, they really put it to them. Extra time when you need a champion to stand up, Lockie will always be there. I've got the 97 grand final, Joey to Albert. Unbelievable try there. We've spoken about that a lot. The Anasta 2010 field goal, a cracking moment. Take me now. I've seen it all. We spoke about that one, a crazy moment. I'll try, I'll focus on the ones that we, we haven't already mentioned. Now, this one's a little bit of an underrated one, but I remember once again being up in members and watching this unfold and just thinking that's one of the best tries you'll ever see the Roosters were playing the Cronulla Sharks I want to say 2010 maybe 2011 uh, the the Roosters put up a big bomb Brayton Astor puts up a towering bomb and Nathan Gardner comes down with it in the left hand side corner he beats one, he beats two, he beats three, he beats four. All of a sudden, he's going up the left touchline and he t- comes off his left foot and he just makes a beeline for the right corner post. And guys are falling over all around him. You put Brayton Astor on ice skates. It was an unbelievable try to watch live. Nathan Gardner never... He's, career never quite kicked on. But for me, that's always a moment at the SFS. I will never, ever forget. Had a big Sharkies fan next to me. He was going berserk watching that one. One of the great tries of all time for me, Nathan Gardner. Incredible stuff. Uh, the Matty Head chip over the top to find Matty Cooper on the left edge to score and then he kicked the goal from the sideline and I was lucky enough to be there that day and I was directly behind Matty Head. I was a little bit further up in the stands but I was directly behind him for the goal. I couldn't have had a better possible spot. I'll never forget that was the first time on an Anzac day they brought the big chopper in before the game and it was just like as a kid it was like nothing I'd seen before unbelievable scenes one I will never forget there what a game Craig Fitzgibbon. Now, we spoke to him on the podcast about a year or so ago before he was coaching the Sharkies when his name was getting thrown up left, right, and center. He had some cracking moments uh, at the SFS. There was one where he took an intercept against Newcastle from about two meters off his own line. He went the entire length to score. Unbelievable stuff. I'll also never forget a moment that Craig Fitzgibbon had. I think it was against the Newcastle Knights where he got the ball on last tackle. He wasn't meant to get it. He was about 20 meters out from the line, and he put up this... This sort of half bomb, half chip. It was an awful kick. It looked dreadful. It looked like it was going to land in the grandstand. And it, it landed about five centimetres away from the dead ball line. And it just took the bounce from hell. And it bounced back over the head of, I think it was Robbie O'Davis for fullback. And I think it was Anthony Minicello that came through and scored off that one. But just some of those little freakish moments when you're out at games that other people probably don't remember. But those little things you remember. Uh, incredible stuff that day from Craig Fitzgibbon. Another one that I'll never forget. 
And I thought this moment was fucking unreal. I'll take you back to 2005. There's actually a couple of moments in 2005 that I remember. Obviously, in retrospect, because it was the West Tigers. But I think it was round four of season 2005. Uh, the West Tigers played the Canterbury Bulldogs. Now, it wasn't at the SFS. It was out at Homebush. And they beat them that day. And you've got to remember at this point, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they're the defending premiers. Yeah, they're two or three weeks into defending their premiership. All of a sudden, they get beat by the fucking Tigers. You're going, what is doing there? Huge upset. The next week, they played the Sydney Roosters, who, of course, was the other grand final team uh, that Canterbury beat in 2004. So they've gone Canterbury into the Roosters. They played the Roosters at the SFS. And I remember there being a lot of talk about Tigers, the real deal. They beat the Bulldogs last week. Was it a one-off? Can they get up again? Will they just get smashed by this Roosters team? And this is, of course, the Roosters team that, you know, is without Brad Fittler. They're coming out of that era, but they still had a star-studded time. Yeah, your Minicellos, your Hegarty's, your Ryan Crosses, your Craig Fitzgibbons, your Adrian Morley's, uh, you know, you, you name it, the Roosters still had it. Anthony Minicello was the best player in the world at that point. And I remember going to that game, and the West Tigers actually beat them that night. So they beat the two grand finalists from the year before, two years in a uh, two weeks in a row, and then they sort of went into a bit of a lull. And then all of a sudden, I think they were sitting about 13th with about 12 weeks to go or something, and they just went on one of the greatest runs in rugby league history. I would argue the greatest run in rugby league history to go all the way to the grand final. But the week before the grand final, they played the St. George Illawarra Dragons at the SFS. And if you cast your mind back to 2005, there was only two teams in this comp that could win the thing. There was two teams that were so much better than the others. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, Mark Gaznia, Matty Cooper, Trent Barrett, all these absolute superstars in this team at the time. They were pretty much half of the New South Wales side. Luke Bailey, Jason Riles, Luke Thompson, star-studded side. And it was the Parramatta Eels led by the great Tim Smith. We've also had him on the podcast to talk about that unbelievable season. 40 tries he had, and it looked like those two teams were going to play each other. And then, of course, we know how history played out here. The Parramatta Eels, they got beat by the North Queensland Cowboys. I think it was 30-6 to six or something ridiculous. JP, JT put on an absolute show. And the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who were meant to walk through the West Tigers, they got done by Scotty Prince and Benji Marshall. Magic. I remember Benji scored off a try, off a scrum early in that game, and fuck, it was an unreal moment. And you just, I, I remember sitting there and thinking back to 20 weeks early when this West Tigers team out of nowhere beat the two grand finalists and beat the Roosters at the SFS and I was there for it. And then they fell away and no one spoke about them again. Then they went on this run. Incredible year there for the West Tigers. And there was a few key moments that were played at the SFS throughout that season. Uh, Roycey Simmons, 1991. What a moment that was. You go back and watch that game and you realize that MG was sin binned. And at the time, it looked like it had lost the game for the Penrith Panthers. They, of course, go for the short kickoff and MG, he just just plucks it out of nowhere. He's spinning, looking for support. And who's there? Roycey Simmons to score his second try of the afternoon in his last game of rugby league. Incredible stuff. You have a look through the career of Roycey Simmons. I think he scored a grand total of 15 tries throughout his career. He scored two that afternoon in the grand final and in his final game. It does not get better than that. He, of course, made a promise to the people of Penrith that he'd go out and buy each and every one of them a beer. I think he's still going with it, Roycey. An unbelievable moment there. And a great moment for MG, too. It looked like he'd lost the grand final for them. Then to come back and do that, came up with a couple of other big plays in that game, too, which was unreal. Uh, Two years before that, 1989, Steve Jackson scores that amazing try. 
uh, for the Canberra Raiders against the Balmain Tigers. One of the great tries of all time. One of the great games of all time, if not the greatest game of all time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're a little bit too young. Do yourself a favor. This offseason, whack on the 1989 Grand Final. Incredible stuff. Just a crazy, crazy game. Uh, Michael O'Connor, his conversion in the rain in State of Origin. I want to say 91 at the SFS. Pissing down with rain. Mud everywhere. Incredible scenes there. Incredible. Uh, another one that I was at that I'll never forget. Now, for a bit of history, uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs, 2002. They are the team to beat. They are on fire. They're breaking records left, right, and centre. They get done for breaching the salary cap. They lose all their points. They finish last. And all of a sudden, the Sydney Roosters, uh, who lost a few matches coming into the finals, go on to this incredible run to win the 2002 Premiership, knocking over the New Zealand Warriors. And with all due respect to the Warriors, the general feeling was that it should have been the Roosters and it should have been the Canterbury Bulldogs. And a year later, at the SFS, they play each other in a prelim final. And, you know, from the guys like Fitzgibbon, like Minicello, these guys I've spoken to about this game, they essentially had to win a grand final to get into the grand final. That's how ferocious this Bulldogs-Roosters prelim final was in 2003. They went hammer and tong. The Chooks put in probably the performance of their season. They came back the week later uh, uh, inland at... um, at the Olympic Stadium and, of course, got done by the Penrith Panthers. And every bloke I've spoken to, whether it be Chris Flannery, whether it be Craig Fitzgibbon, Anthony Minicello, you name it, they all sort of said we just had nothing left in the tank after we put everything into beating Canterbury that night at the SFS. Unbelievable scenes, that game. Uh, We already mentioned the West Tigers and Benji a couple of years later. He comes up with that flick around his back. I believe it was Blakey Ashford that scored off it against Parramatta. 2009, I want to say it was, just unbelievable what Benji could do, some of the stuff he would come up with. I think it was the same game, the Hayne Chip and Chase, who mentioned that. And my last moment that I wanted to mention was 1994, Mal Meninga's intercept in that grand final. Uh, it's a moment that I will never forget. I've always been a huge Mal Meninga fan. And to see him, you know, score that try, come up with the intercept, and then with the fist raised, just celebrating that grand final. Unbelievable stuff by an immortal of our game, Mal Meninga. They're sort of the memories that I have of the SFS, the one that comes to mind for me. We'll go through now and have a look at some of the records that are held at the Sydney Football Stadium. So the most appearances by a player at the SFS is 159. That is held by the great Anthony Minicello. In second place, 157. Only two games behind Mini Magic was Luke Rickardson. In third, Brad Fittler with 141 appearances. Mitchell Orbison, the great Orbo, 134 appearances. And then Craig Fitzgibbon with 120. Pretty good knock by Freddie and Fitzy, who weren't one-club players, in particular Freddie, to get to 140 when he spent the first five years of his career uh, at the Penrith Panthers. An unbelievable knock there. But Minocello, he holds the record for most appearances. And, of course, he holds the record for most tries at the SFS as well. Anthony Minocello, 77 tries. Now, I want you to consider this. And this is another indication of just how good Freddie was, especially when he played there. And this is probably why I love Freddie so much, because I spent so much time at the Sydney Football Stadium, so much time watching him play. Anthony Minicello, he played 159 games at the SFS. He scored 77 tries, yeah? Brad Fittler played 141 games. So Minicello played 19 more games than Freddie, and he only has 14 more tries. Brad Fittler, 63 tries there. Keep in mind, Minicello was the world's best fullback, and he was a winger in a premiership winning side. Freddie only ever played 13 at 5'8 at the Roosters, and he's had 63 tries at the SFS, only 14 behind the great 
Anthony Minicello, the count. Unbelievable stuff. Sean Kenny Dow in third place with 58 tries. The great Ryan Cross, 51 tries. And then Daniel Tupu sitting in fifth place on 48 tries. You'd have to think that if the Roosters would have played there the last two or three years, Daniel Tupu, I think he'd definitely be in front of Ryan Cross. That's only three tries away. I think he'd definitely be in front of Sean Kenny Dow. That's only 10 tries away. He could have potentially been in front of Brad Fittler as well, who is 15 tries away over the last two years or three years. However long it's been, I think uh, Daniel Tuby could have definitely catch Freddie. And I think that this COVID period and everything, I think it might cost Daniel Tuby the record for most tries at the SFS, which is unfortunate because he's been so good for so long. But I think he will finish only second to Anthony Minicello. What about the most goals kicked at the Sydney Football Stadium? I think it's pretty obvious who's going to have this record. The great Craig Fitzgibbon, 392 goals. Second best has got 190 less than that. It is James Maloney with 206 goals, a pretty fair effort there. He only played a couple of seasons at the Roosters. Um, Ivan Cleary in third place from the 90s, 189 goals. Darrell Halligan, which is an interesting one, 119. And then the great Wayne Bartram with 90 goals there. But Craig Fitzgibbon, well and truly out in front there. I think it's going to be very, very tough for anyone to ever break that record held by Fitzy. Uh, the most points scored by a player at the Sydney Football Stadium. Leading that one, once again, Craig Fitzgibbon, 860. The next best is James Maloney with 474. So you need to keep in mind, Fitzgibbon, obviously a back rower, uh, so not scoring a stack of tries. So to score 860 points at the SFS, incredible stuff. The next best, James Maloney, almost 400 points behind Craig Fitzgibbon. Ivan Cleary comes in third with 454 points. Anthony Minicello in fourth place, 308 points solely off tries. And Freddie Fittler, 268 points, once again, solely off tries. Would have had a couple of goals thrown in there, but not many. Uh, the biggest crowds, 44,000. They're all around the 44, 42,000, which is pretty incredible. 44,000 was Anzac Days, the Sydney Roosters, the George Illawarra Dragons. That was the day the Chooks absolutely gave it uh, to the Dragons, winning that one 26-0. Smallest crowds. Uh, we go back a long time here, 96, 98. Uh, 3,011 against the South Sydney Rabbitohs in 1996. Pretty disappointing there. Uh, sorry, the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Brisbane Broncos in that one there. I imagine they thought that would have been an absolute dish up. Pretty close, to be fair. Brisbane only just won that one, 20 to 18. Uh, in modern day times, probably the lowest crowd has been 3,622. That was the Sydney Roosters and the West Tigers in 2016. The biggest winning margins at the Sydney Football Stadium, the biggest winning margin is 62 points. You Bunnies fans remember this. When the Sydney City Roosters, when they were called Sydney City, knocked over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 62-0 in 1996. Uh, some pretty high scores there. We had the Kangaroos who beat Fiji there, 52-0 as well. The Kangaroos beat Great Britain there too, 64-10 in 2002. So a couple of big, big W there for the Sydney Roosters and for the Kangaroos. What have we got? Most points scored by a team in a match at Sydney Football Stadium, 64 points by Australia, beating Great Britain 64 to 10, as we said. What other ones are interesting here? Most tries scored, 11 tries by the Roosters in 1996 over South Sydney. All right, most points scored by a player in a match at the Sydney Football Stadium. So most points scored by an individual 
at the Sydney Football Stadium in a match. This record is held by the great Hazem El Masri in 2003 when the Bulldogs beat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 62-12. to He scored almost half of those points, scoring 26 points on his own. Hazem El Masri, incredible stuff. In second place, two all-time greats. Jonathan Thurston and Jamie Lyons scored 24 points each. JT in the Kangaroos, big win over Fiji, 52-0. to And Jamie Lyon in Manly's uh, demolition of the Roosters in 2012 winning that one 52 to 14 both players scored 24 points on that occasion in third place the immortal himself Andrew Joey Johns uh, Newcastle 43 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 14 I believe that was actually Joey's debut so pretty incredible stuff there think about the point scorers ahead of him El Masri Thurst and Jamie Lyon to do it there and Andrew Johns he did it in his run on debut what a freak 22 points has been achieved by a number of players over the years Dave Smith Greg Alexander did it twice. Ivan Cleary, Wayne Bartram. Ivan Cleary did it three times, actually, and Hazamel Masri. So he holds the top record and the fourth one. Pretty insane. What about most tries scored in a game at the SFS? I think most of, well, some of you, if you're old enough, you'll remember who actually held this record. There's been a number of guys that have scored four tries. Only one guy that scored five, though. I'll read you through the guys that have scored four, and then we'll see if you can work out who the guy that scored fifth was. Uh, Gary Coyne, John MacArthur, Brett Mullins, uh, Nick Zisti, John Hopalade, Wendell Saylor, Kev McGuinness, Aquila Uate, and Talania Simon. All these guys scored four tries. The man that scored five, though, can we work out who it is? I'll give you a little hint. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. His team on the day only scored six tries. He managed to score five of them, and the year was 2002. His team only won the game 32-6, to and he managed to score five tries. There was only one other player that scored another try. It was, of course, the great Nigel Vunganar for the Canterbury Bulldogs in 2002. Beat the Bunnies 32-6. to He scored five, and the only other player to score another try was Hazemel Masri, who kicked all their goals. So all 32 points came from Nigel Vunganar and Hazemel Masri on that day. Uh, most goals kicked by a player in a match at the Sydney Football Stadium. So most goals in a match, uh, pr- pretty similar to a lot of those ones. Hazemel Masri, he kicked 11. Bulldogs 62 over South Sydney 12 in 2003. So 11 is the record. Second place, we've got Andrew Johns and James Maloney. Both kicked 10 goals in different games. And nine goals has been kicked by two guys, twice by Ivan Cleary and once by by Craig Fitzgibbon. All right, our last one. The last one we'll talk about. The most field goals kicked by a player in a match at the Sydney Football Stadium. Most field goals kicked by a match. It is, the record is three. There's a heap of guys that have kicked two. I'll read you some of those. Tony Melrose, uh, Mark Ellison still kicking around South Sydney. Andrew Walker did it qu- twice for Sydney City. Geez, Andrew Walker was criminally underrated. Uh, Craig Polamounta for Canterbury. Braith Anasta for the Bulldogs kicked two against the Melbourne Storm and a 30-0 drumming in 2003. Trent Hodkinson will never forget that game. Kicked two field goals for Man for Canterbury to beat his former club, the Manly Seagulls, in 2014. 
but the man that had kicked three field goals. It was in 1997. The Sydney City Roosters won that one 33-21. So he actually kicked three field goals on a losing side. He has been a first-grade coach in the past, played for a fair whack of clubs. He will actually be at the game tonight because he's actually coaching in the Sydney Roosters system. It was the great JT, not Jonathan Thurston, Jason Taylor. Kicked three goals in 1997 in a 12-point loss to the Sydney City Roosters. Unbelievable stuff there. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that one on the SFS. Hopefully learnt some things that you potentially didn't know already. It's going to be a cracking game tonight. As I said, if you are there, come around, say hello, come and have a beer. We can enjoy ourselves, have a chat about the footy tonight. Roosters, bunnies, despite it being a dead rubber, it doesn't get any better than this. Cannot wait for this game later tonight. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 